0: Hello and welcome to EM Insider with me, Chris Soli and Rafael Cassin. Rafael, how are you doing?
1: Hi, Chris. Nice to talk to you again.
0: Always good to talk. So we're in a week of quite heightened um, action. We've seen the, the situation with Roman um, Protasevich, hopefully I've pronounced that right, and the diversion of the Belarus plane and sanctions from the EU announced this morning on May 25th. But what's the reality there? Does that have wider implications for emerging market bonds in Europe or even further afield?
1: I think it's a very contained situation, Chris. Um, I think what it does is it 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 begs the question of why anybody would want any country would want to be part of the EU. Uh, Because if you're in the fringes, like the Baltics, and something like this happens, uh, you you have to ask yourself whether you're safe. I mean, it's if the EU doesn't do anything drastic when this is happening at the fringes, uh, what is it going to do when? Russia, for example, I'm not saying that will happen, but decides to take over the Baltics. Uh, is just going to sit there and, and organize a meeting. Uh, so I, I think this is the the big story. I think Belarusia, you know, we we already know the story. They are trying to to get closer to Russia, and and that's obviously the the path of least resistance for them. Um, but yeah, I, I, it it makes me worry a little bit about this. I don't see much contagion, uh, but I I see. This, I mean, the the loser here is the EU. Yeah. Well, it seems
0: that that's the case. It does seem like it's slightly an idiosyncratic situation, but you're right, there could be knock-on effects for people who invest in Russia, maybe, if there are any sort of spillover, but you're right, it does seem like it's fairly contained. So looking further afield, then if we move to your area of expertise where we've seen a lot of movement over the last year or 18 months, Latin America, Argentina, there's been some developments. They're also trying to strike a deal. What's going on with Argentina at the moment?
1: Yeah, the story in Argentina is pretty sad, I would say. Um, the vice president obviously has a lot to say in what happens in the country. Uh, the finance minister has been trying to talk to the IMF to get a deal. Uh, I think that before any of that happens for investors, there will be two questions uh, uh, to be answered. Number one is, when will all of the provinces' provincial debt be restructured? Because Buenos Aires... Uh, as a clear example is, is just hanging there and, and not offering anything interesting. Um, and so they're not going anywhere. So you need to get that sorted first. Uh, and then the other question is, well, is it going to be all over again? Uh, because if they make a deal with the IMF and the IMF is tries to be nice. Uh, what does that mean? Does that mean Argentina comes back, comes back in six months and says, sorry, guys, we, we can't pay again. I mean, they've just said that just before the last restructuring, they've restructured um, so, so the big question will be uh, how the Argentinians get their house in order. And I, at the moment, I'm I'm just not seeing that happen happening. Uh, so, I I would say there might be something happening in elections in a few months, uh, their midterm, right? So, so we'll, we have to follow that. But, but I would I would say if I had to grade them, I'd say they're getting a zero for, for effort.
0: But I was going to say, because the, the midterms are coming up, and it seemed like when Mauricio Macri, the former president, went to the IMF to try and get some sort of support, that really played against him in terms of popularity, because it was seen as sort of a sign of defeat. If the new regime goes and, goes and does the same, what's different? Will the, will the public also be annoyed at them?
1: Yeah, we don't know. These days, uh, elections can go any way. Uh, and that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a, a nice way of answering, right? I mean, that's
0: a… It's a politician's about- answer to a political question.
1: Exactly. <laughs> like the way you're thinking. Uh, look, uh, um, I think the economy isn't doing well in yeah. Argentina. So you would expect people to play the Bill Clinton story. It's the economy, right? Yeah. Um, it, it will be really tough. It will be really difficult to call. Um, essentially, the government, I think, I think the, the interesting move that I can imagine happening here is that Christina, seeing her Fernandez top guy not doing well, might find a way of getting rid of him, which is what's been discussed quite often uh, amongst players, investors, right? So, because she's, she's always wanted to be the number two so that she could become the number one because she knew she couldn't be the number one initially. So this might give her a chance, if, if the results are not good, to try to take over. Uh, and if that happens, well, God, it's going to be complicated, right? Mm. So that's why Argentinian bonds are trading in the low 30s uh, and and they don't move. So I, oh. I, I I think it's it's a tough game. I'm I wouldn't. I, I'm not sure if I would bet much there. On
0: the flip side of that, because not trading well and heading into an election, we've just had Ecuador come out of an election. As you mentioned to me before, they are now trading quite well. Is, is that a surprise? They, they perform much stronger despite the... The outcome, of the election not being what people expected.
1: Yeah, this is this is a fantastic story. I mean, this is this is stuff of dreams, you know. Uh, you you have a very, uh, let's say, I don't want to say leftist, but very radical guy trying to become president. Friends with Correa, who is you know allegedly corrupt, uh, and the ex president, and uh, and this guy wins. He and so and the banker wins. Right and bonds that were trading, if I remember correctly, at one point they were trading below 50. they they've gone up to 86. Uh, so that's been a, a lovely story. Um, they obviously obviously still have economic challenges, but they're doing the right thing and they've got time to do things. So I'm I'm pretty excited with Ecuador
0: how staying within the region staying within politics Venezuela we it's hard for us to get through one of these conversations without mentioning Venezuela what's the latest there is there anything meaningful happening on that market
1: yeah I wasn't around uh, on, a, on a call yesterday uh, to investors by one of these funds that is setting up uh, you know that's been set up to to deal with the default of debt and interesting points of view coming up uh, I would say that uh, one one of the One of the ones I liked was uh, um, the comment that Latin America is growing again. Maduro has been able to survive even with sanctions. And for the Americans, that is a very bad public relations uh, story. So it's likely that, you know, even though Trump didn't do anything, it's likely that, that Biden is gonna like, just like in North Korea, right? Um, it's likely that, that Biden will come up with some easing of the sanctions, and that will probably be good for Venny. I'll bet we know that at the moment, there's oil flowing back and forth to Iran, I don't know if China, but Russia, and nobody's doing anything. So, so I guess you know the Venezuelans are getting financial support somehow. Uh, but at some point, uh, I think it, things are going to ease. And I don't know how the restructuring eventually is going to turn out. We know Maduro wants to stay in power, right? So it might mean that he comes up with a, an IMF-friendly deal. Uh, now, the big question will be how investors will be treated. But, but now I think we're closer. You know, each day as the recovery comes up, you know, it gets better. Um, I think I think Veni could be an interesting story. I'm not sure if it's short term, but it could be medium to long.
0: I was about to say, is it something to position to now rather than to wait to happen, or, or do you still need some catalysts to make it more attractive?
1: Well, if if you like gambles, this is a fantastic gamble. It's a little bit like Lebanon. I mean, who yeah. would put money in Lebanon now when they're when they're sending missiles uh, when Hezbollah is sending missiles into into Israel because of this thing with Gaza? Um, at some point, and and the, and the, the problem with this is this is the old saying that you know the foreign correspondents uh, like to, to use is everything was going well until one day something happened. Yeah. So at this at these prices with bonds trading in the teens, in low teens, uh, the only problem you have is you you don't have a carry on them. But I think it's an interesting story. Yeah. Staying
0: within Latin America, your favorite subject. You promised me in the chat before there was a bit of a bombshell. What's going on in Brazil at the moment?
1: Well, look, I, I, I have rarely invested in Brazil because I've, I've most of the time thought bonds were expensive and I've disliked the, the local politics. Uh, but remember in 2002 when Lula uh, became president, uh, we were having a commodity super cycle and which, which is some, somewhat similar to now. And if I can call it super cycle, you know. Uh, and, um, and Lula won and markets flew up. Now, I remember that I bought C bonds at 50 and I, I think they never traded it there again. It was a trade of a lifetime. And I'm not saying that Brazilian bonds are cheap now. Actually, they're not. But I think if we look at the fundamental story, what have we got? We have Bolsonaro who is not very popular, there is an investigation in Congress uh, trying to get rid of him. Um, And and I would say that the political class in Brazil is trying to survive. So Congress, the Senate and the Supreme Court are working very closely, I believe, to, to, to get their power back because Bolsonaro came in and basically told them all to stay low Right and and I think they're beginning to get their fingers out and and one of the obvious examples of that was getting Lula out of jail yeah. and the first polls that have come out uh, on Lula become being able to become president are, are quite uh, positive so it could be that Lula wins the local players as usual right they're all saying well it's too early in the game we might have another horse who comes up uh, so you know and and it is indeed too early. I mean, usually you, you expect March, April next year to be when people are properly positioned. But I, I have to, to take my head off to Lula. He has made the right comments. Uh, he has talked to the right people since he's been out of jail. And, and, and it could be that he comes up similar to a Tony Blair, you know, similar to what he did before uh it seems like to be the the left the guy from the left this is the, this is the the way of the left these days right they 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 they, they claim they're going to be radical and then they they turn they shift center so it could be that that happens I'm not saying the Brazilian bonds are cheap but I think that the move in the currency you remember the real was going towards six and all of a sudden two things happened. this this situation with Lula and the central bank started to hike rates uh, and now the real is closer to five. Yeah. Um, so I I'm not saying that the real is going to go to four, even though that's the, the 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 weak point, right? If it starts going that way, there are a lot of people who don't believe it. Uh, but I would say that it's it's something to really watch carefully, but not to worry. I would say.
0: So without using a, a phrase that sort of defeats itself, could it be a second trade of a lifetime?
1: <laughs> it could be. It could be. I, I it, both on the currency and on the on the bonds. I, I'm not sure it's going to be that that special, but it could be on the currency, and I will be very happy because I bought and I'm happy to admit I bought uh, property down there when the real was trading at two uh, with the dollar, and it's now five and five point three. So obviously I've lost. Of course, my my property has tripled in value, but it's, I'm not happy about it, right? So I'd be very excited about it. I, I think it's, it's still a low, it's a low, probab- low probability, but it, it's getting higher every day.
0: Any final points, Rafael? Uh,
1: no, I think that's it, man. I mean, we just, you know, we, we haven't, the asset class hasn't moved much. Uh, we have been hostages to the US treasury story, uh, which is uh, the 10 year at 1.6 is, is okay it's when it goes far above two that it's a, a problem and, you, and in performance terms you can see you know we've done well we're, we're a little bit better than we were last time we spoke you know less than a half point but it's it's not much but it's 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 okay overall
0: excellent thank you very much rafael thank you as always thank you chris
1: always a pleasure